0: hello everybody welcome to direct input it is december 3rd 2015 and we are at ralph's diner in the heart of worcester and i am joined today with chris farmery who is somewhat of a uh, made man in this venue <laughs> yeah yeah he says but he, he's been doing metal thursday for nine years Nine years, and we're coming up on the 300th anniversary, actually the 300th show in February. February. (laughs) (laughs) Triple centennial. How you doing today? You feel good? Yeah, I'm all right. I had my nap. Yeah? Got my beer. I'm good. Yeah? I had Mm -hmm. my nap, too. I shaved my neck. Fucking this underneath, (laughs) You missed a fucking spot. You know? (laughs) Or two. Oh, yeah. Fucking quit the process. I gotta get the fucking plastic bag out to, you know, catch all the the clippings and all (laughs) that shit. Get clogged up. But, you know, you've lived in Worcester your whole life. Around uh, Worcester. Around Worcester. Yeah, around yeah Worcester. I grew
1: up in Grafton and Shrewsbury. And oh, then I thought
0: you... All right. I thought you was from Worcester the whole time. I th- I've known you since... I've been talking to you since, I think, 99, uh, maybe 2000. And, fuck it, you were in Worcester, I think, back then. Well, sure. I mean, I've
1: always lived within the same, like, 10 square mile, like, piece of... <laughs> yeah, all right. Piece of central mass, just...
0: Uh, you, did you graduate from Grafton High? No. Would you graduate from? Uh, Bancroft. What the fuck is that? I it's don't know. It's a private
1: school. Right on really? Indian Lake.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. No shit.
1: Yeah. I went to St. John's. Really? A couple of years, and then I went to Bancroft, too.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, what's going on? You're, like, not into Jesus anymore, I take it, anymore. right? Anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was that ever a thing that you ever? guys... You never hung out, you know?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I was raised Catholic until I just kind of said no more. Like, probably around 15. Yeah. I don't think I ever remember believing it. Really? Um, I put up with it until around then. Uh, you know, probably the influence of Deicide, you know, like around, like, 93. Really? <laughs> Started to help that along, yeah. Wh-
0: wh- when, what year were you born?
1: 79.
0: Alright, so yeah, you were like 14 and shit, fucking listen to Deicide, 15 years old? That's
1: when I discovered death metal was my first year at St. John's. Really? Uh, freshman year, fall of 93. Uh, Uh, I mean, up until then, pretty much the heaviest thing I had listened to was like, you know, Anthrax, stuff like that, and, you know, Metallica, Megadeth. And some dude, uh, what the hell is his name? Billy something. (laughs) This dude just, like, comes up to me one day and he's like, hey, you wanna buy some CDs? I'm like, oh, yeah, show me what you got. So he just opens up his bag and he's got, like, all these fucking, like ridiculous death metal and, and CDs and tapes that like I had never seen before I was like holy shit like I mean that stuff used to like scare me back then like <laughs>
2: oh yeah no shit I picture yeah. a trench coat he just pulls the trench coat it was out. Some, it was, exa- it was almost CDs exactly like that yeah yeah. it was like a
1: drug deal only it was fucking I mean it might as well have been drugs in a catholic school you know <laughs> no shit but uh I think the very first uh, one that I bought off of him and he would always sell everything for he would sell tapes for three bucks and CDs for five bucks I got DSI Legion uh, death Spiritual Healing and uh, I think Atheist Unquestionable Presence were the first three that oh. I got.
0: Yeah. That's such rep- <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's a... Wow. Gl- that's just glorious times, dude. Straight up. I yeah. love Unquestionable Presence. I mean, yeah, personally, l- Spiritual <laughs> Healing is my favorite death album. It's yeah. the angriest one. The
1: well, I mean, for me, look, the cover art on Spiritual mm-hmm. Healing and mm-hmm. Legion was like, holy shit, what is this? This is awesome. Right. Unquestionable Presence, I mean, it's a pretty shitty album cover. I don't know what, I still don't understand what the hell... They were thinking with that But Yeah The music was great So whatever No
0: I hear you dude Fucking Jesus Christ So that was it It wasn't Beavis and Butthead It was a fucking Black market Catholic school deal Fucking that got you Into death metal
1: Yeah and this dude like I mean This went on for Like the rest of the year Like I mean I would just Anytime I had spare money I would like You know take my lunch money And I would just buy Mm -hmm. Like
0: I don't know Where he got them from You were turning bottles Huh You were turning bottles Back then uh no. Oh, that's I, I was cutting my teeth on that fucking <laughs> strawberries next door to stop and shop. Mom goes shopping. Fuck yeah, take a month worth of bottle in there. No, I never thought of doing that. Oh. You,
2: you mentioned Beavis and ButtHead. Oh, is yeah. that like you think people actually got into death metal from Beavis and ButtHead?
0: Fucking me, I saw More the <laughs> Angels uh, God of Emptiness video on there. Fucking, I was like ten years old. Isn't that I mean, what fucking the fuck <laughs> is this? Isn't that <laughs> that's
2: weird? Like not weird, but like what a different medium. Like, you see 20 seconds of a music video and you, you get into death metal, just like that.
0: It must have been weird for dudes in the 80s growing up and 10 years later, like, holy shit, the music I grew up listening to was, like, now a cartoon. And, like, kids fucking, you know, like, watching fucking kids with Metallica, you know, like, music with Metallica, ACDC, all the t-shirts and all that. And they told you that Glam Metal is gay, all that shit. Yeah. You know, Ruined put, Kip Winger's letters. career. Yeah, Winger, too, yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, come on now, Stuart. I mean, forever saying the word Stuart, like, to me is just fucking Beavis and Butthead I mean, <laughs> nothing around it you know when would you stop playing guitar
1: Uh, probably 92 was when I started um, had a you know an acoustic you know decided to take lessons uh, you know fucked around with that for a while learning blues chords and scales and all that shit and you know then eventually I tried to you know I like bought some guitar magazines with Metallica tabs stuff like that I would try and get my teacher to teach me that stuff and uh you know, that went on for about like a year, probably. Um, and then I stopped taking lessons, and I just kind of just took it, you know, from there. and just played on my own.
0: You know. I hear you. What was your first band?
1: <laughs> first, like, real band? Like, that actually, like, did anything? or First I,
0: band, man. <laughs> I'll never forget you first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well... Okay, so this is pre-acephalus, and so now you obviously.
0: Wait a second. You, you keep saying. I call it a cephalus, but you say acephalus. I a-cephalous? don't know, man. Let fucking
1: look it up in a medical dictionary and, ah. and look at the pronunciation key. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's acephalus. I'm going to consult tonight.
0: Mike Roser on this You know, one. if
1: somebody is, is lacking morals, you say they are amoral, right? Yeah, you know, but I thought there was a
0: little dash in between that. <laughs> oh, <I don't laughs> know. Look it up. <laughs> acephalus means oh, lacking right. a head. Right. Yes. You can't just... But, like, I thought you had to be born like that. I mean, yeah, he's an acephalist because he... You know, I don't know. This I is right. reminding me a lot of, like, you know, conversations we had,
1: like, in our drummer's basement in 1997. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Taking <laughs> you back. The glory days of beckering about fucking stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, basically, the band that led to that was... Uh, it was me playing guitar. Obviously, you remember Mark.
0: Yeah. The Mark DeRogia. Aceph- yeah, the yeah.
1: acephalus drummer on drums. And uh, our friend uh Rob who we called Boob and uh he basically wanted to have us play and have him sing or whatever and he had like he has no musical talent, he can't sing, but we we're like, okay dude, like we'll we'll like make a band with you singing so we called it I can't remember how we came up with this name, but we called it Boob's House of Barbiturates. Right? B H O B So it was like his band, right? You know
3: <laughs> Genius
1: <laughs> And uh Wow, a, a recording actually exists. We 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 did a tape, um, just recording live on a boombox, probably about like 11 or 12 songs, um, called "Crack Doesn't Kill, We Do." Oh <laughs> shit! And it was all just songs about doing drugs and uh, like beating up cops and uh, you know making fun of straight edge people and all sorts of dumb shit like you that.
0: You try right? acid back then in high school? Yeah, I did. Yeah, did you ever go to school tripping?
1: On acid, no. Yeah. Uh, I would trip out on, like, you know, cough medicine and shit oh, at school. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um Okay. You go liquid or pill? The pills. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking, what about going to a concert? Did you ever get to do that tripping?
1: Tripping? Yeah. Go to a concert? Never,
0: no. Uh-huh. Well, fuck, but you grew up seeing shows, like, back then, though, was it like, the espresso bar? Was that pretty much, like... The yeah, joint, my
1: introduction like to, like, local live music was the espresso bar in 95. Okay. Uh, first live... Local show I ever went to was uh, uh, Thundercock. <laughs> um, a band called. My Cro- grandmother's into that band. Yeah, she <laughs> loved band called Cross Current. They were a uh, hardcore band. Um, a band called Snatch. And I th- think the opening band was this band called Gas, Food, and Lodging, which was actually from my hometown in Grafton, where, which oh, were sure. kids that I knew in middle school. No uh, shit. That I hadn't seen in a couple of years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's cool, uh, dude.
1: Yeah, I remember very vividly going to that show and just being like, holy shit, I can't believe that there's a place like this, like, where, like, I mean, I wasn't even 16 yet, you know, where mm-hmm. I can go and see bands. Like, I just, I had no idea that even existed.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, I only went there once. I saw, like, a ska show there. I mean...
1: Yeah, I saw 13, plenty of Scotia's. You know? it, it was cool because it didn't even matter who was playing. It was right. just, like, we're just like, yeah, we're going to the espresso bar, and whoever's playing is playing.
0: You know? All right, I mean, I just remember fucking smoking a ton of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was <laughs> cool. It really was a place where you could go joint, and be you know? like 14, 15 years old and smoke mm-hmm. cigarettes, and nobody gave you shit about
0: it. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, fuck. So <laughs> after, the, after uh, the demise of Boob, <laughs> you fall into Acephalus. Um, yeah, that was, like, the natural
1: progression, um, we, uh, we hooked up with, um, another guitar player, um, who could play lead really well and had good gear, and, um, you know, at that point, I was starting to, you know, try and write, like, better riffs and stuff, like, Boobs, you know, BHOB was, like, just kind of, like, I don't know, just, I I wouldn't, I don't even know how to describe it, it was just, like, kind of, like, Cross between like punk and just like you know like thrash riffs you know Mm -hmm. and uh i was always you know wanting to play death metal so i started writing more like death metal type riffs and then we hooked up with this lead guitar player kev morgan who could play lead and he could write death metal riffs like nobody's business so we just kind of took it from there um and that band i mean the origin started you know late like 97 um we didn't you know full had like have a full lineup until ninety eight. Okay. Uh when we finally got uh you know, we had a lead singer, Kev Wood. Yep. And then um added a bass player in ninety nine got a got a proper band room. And that's was, when we started was taking Was Nate the series. original
0: bass, one and only? Nate was uh,
1: i mean we had a couple of guys jam with us before Nate, but Nate yep. um joined in ninety nine. He was playing in a band called Spiritual Division. Okay. It's like a power metal band, something like that. And really? then, uh, he jammed in the same uh, space. What the was that off Mechanic Street or whatever? Uh, Bay State. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the old base State rooms.
0: Okay. Um, so, uh, but but you guys did the fetal display demo, right? It was, it was,
1: it was well, th- yeah. I mean, that was later on. That was in. Okay. We, we recorded that demo in Mar- uh, it Was it like March or May of 2000? Yep. Oh wait, which one are you thinking about? Are you, th- are you thinking well, about the? there was the a three song demo, single. right?
0: Or was the single? The and then single there Was the uh, was what was the following like six seven songs?
1: Seven songs, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, we did, the first single that we did was in 2000, which was right after Dusty joined the band on vocals, which was uh, May of 2000. Okay. Uh, we recorded that in our jam space, and then we, we, we uh, you know, put out a CDR demo, and, um, you know, handed that out at a bunch of Palladium shows, stuff like that. You yeah, know. I
0: got one, I think. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember.
1: And then we didn't record again until uh, 2001. Probably just about a year later, we did the the initial three songs for the fetal display demo, which ended up being, you know, the album tracks, the first three right. tracks from the album. Um, but we put it out unmastered with a a rough mix.
0: I mean, you guys had Rutan master that. Remember,
1: Rutan mastered the the full length. Yeah. Right.
2: You you mentioned CD. I mean to cut you off. Like, you guys see a lot of bands here at Ralph's. That you're here, fucking every other week, if not every week. Is the CDR thing kind of gone now? Are bands still putting out CDR demos? Yeah, I mean, and when they mm-hmm. hand me one,
1: I I kind of, well, l- like, I, I have to. Now it's almost like, like shit. I don't even want to like have to like hold on to this for the rest of the <laughs> night. No, <laughs> please store it. Just send me a link with your, you know, I don't know if like with your band camp I don't know if something. that was still yeah.
2: happening. Like it does. People were just like, here's my Facebook. It now. does.
1: And yeah. I and you know and actually I did a bunch of cleaning at my house the other day and I found so many of them. You know, and it's like I try to remember to, you know, when I get home, take them and put them near my computer. And then when I have time, you know, rip them because I don't, I don't, you know, who listens to CDs
0: anymore? Well, I do, but I can never find the fucking things because they come in that slim case. That's my problem. I don't don't go reaching for it because I don't, I see a fucking slim case spine that fucking has no text on it.
1: I've... Yeah, I probably got at least a couple hundred that yeah. I've gotten over the years that are, you know, it was in so boxes or laying around. Because
0: I got you guys and I got Goratori. I got that Wrestling with Feces single. Back yeah, then. It was yeah. Very common. We were we were handing that.
1: out our oh. single, CDR single, right at the same time as Goratori was handing out the Wrestling with Feces one, which I actually still have a copy of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah, it was only about a hundred made or some shit. I can't remember. Yeah. So fuck. It. I mean, okay. So. Fast forward, the old, we'll stand on the track of, of Accephalus. Because Accephalus, to me, is a big deal. I mean, I, you guys are on every fucking Palladium show I went to as a kid.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's a reason for that.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, so you're telling me that it's not what you know, it's
1: who you know? Well, I mean, having a band member who works at, <laughs> at the R- venue helps.
0: Really. Oh, my God, what a conspiracy.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's about who you know and who you blow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, I mean, it was... I mean, I don't know. I never thought we were a big deal. Um... But we, you know, we had lots of friends, we could move tickets, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and we were always, you know, our band room was right down the street, we were always reliable when they needed a local opener on something. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think people, you know, some people dug us and some people didn't, but, uh, you know, we kind of had like a, you know, a bit of an odd sound going on, like, I mean, more of like a melodic, you know... You know, you know, death metal music, but with uh, like super brutal, like ultra guttural vocals. Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of a weird mix that not too many people were were doing or really got at the time. But it'd be genius nowadays.
0: (laughs) I'm serious, dude. It holds up, in my opinion.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, we wrote some good songs, and you know, we we definitely had been playing those songs for a long time when we finally went into the studio, and we and we did we did that album at Zing Studio with Adam Dutkiewicz who's, you know, mm-hmm. gone on to, you know... This was a kill switch, right, or some shit?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah kill switch, and
1: uh, I mean, he's, you know, engineered a, a lot of albums, you know, that have done pretty God well. The one so. too,
0: I think, I can't remember. Um, so, you know, after the demise of Ecephalus, you move forward, there's a few bands that should be mentioned. Uh, Zircon was one of the finest pay-to-play bands I've ever <laughs> shared the stage with. Well, um, <laughs> But Fuckfest Fest was better. Fuck fe- well <laughs> Fest was fucking pretty fucking cool. Uh, that's not too many people know about Fuck I know about Fuck Fest. <laughs> actually, I wanted to ask you something. Mm-hmm. Let's go someplace a little bit dark. You know okay. I, I even talked about these fucking guys two times. But Goratory. there was an a infamous story about you guys playing up in fucking LOL. Yeah. The Gore Horror Fest. The Gore Horror Fest? What, what who was on that fucking thing? Uh... Internal suffering or something? Fucking... No. Um...
1: Goratory, Aesophilus, um... Blistered Earth, Band of Existence. I was gonna say... The Verilance was to supposed to play, Earth. but they cancelled. Oh, um, who the hell was that band that became Hell Within later? Uh, Twitch. Twitch. Uh... Beyond the Sixth
0: Seal? Was that with the Asian and, kid uh, or Beyond <laughs> the Red Chord?
1: Um... Yes, I believe it was an Asian gentleman who right. was uh, singing for but them at the time. Awesome. I love that um, band.
2: This lineup you know, reeks of lol.
1: Yeah, um, well, go on. Oh,
2: <laughs> I
0: mean, I just, I heard stories. Because like, there was a period in time when I was playing with you guys a little bit. You know, I did like three or four sessions. And I, I had my gear down there. And I was very tight with the Gordatory kids. Because they were kids. They were all like 16. Yeah. And fuck it, you know, I was, I was buying the fucking cigarettes for fuck's sake. But, like, you know, I told them, like, yeah, I'm playing with this band, fucking the Necephalusons. Straight, I remember Alan getting fucking pissed being like I'm not talking to you ever again because mm-hmm. you guys had this fucking brawl like in the middle of a, a, like a bar room fucking yeah. uh, pool room fucking band on band brawl yeah <laughs> that don't happen no more <laughs> it's like a bunch of underage kids fucking drinking illegally in a club yeah, that's exactly what it was huge brawl. that's
1: what know. started it yeah you want to know exactly what happened
0: it was, uh, it, was uh, it was. I know who it was, I don't want to say a name
1: well, I was there.
2: Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs>
1: Obviously, go, boy, go ahead. I left the I left the fucking club with a black eye in a split ear. So who hit you? Goddamn. Uh, one of the security guys. Oh, really? No, 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 no. Nobody from. No, there was no interband fighting at all. Yeah. Uh, it was all between um three members of Acephalus and uh the club staff. Okay. So it pretty much comes down to it. So this was October of 2000. Okay, I Statute wou- of
2: limitations, by the way.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I, wasn't even, I wasn't even 21 yet. I was a couple months shy of 21. Uh, Dusty, our singer, was like uh, 17 or maybe 18 at the time. Um, and they were serving us at the bar. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the place, but, uh,
0: I think it was, like, the Blue Shamrock. <laughs> uh,
1: whatever, whatever they called the club up upstairs, it was, Gemstone, like, a uh... It's club
2: gemstones now. Club Fuel? Club Fuel. Oh, that was and
0: it, yeah, yeah. Was
2: yeah. it Fuel? Yeah. Oh, fucking
0: sin Sinfest, kid. Remember so, that shit?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I never went back after this. <laughs> but, so basically, they were serving us at the bar all day long. Um, <laughs> Cephalus wasn't playing until later. It was, like, an all-day, like, uh, all-day show with, like, nine or ten bands on or something like that. Lol. Um... So we were going on second to last right before Gorator. Basically, we, we hit the stage. We were all hammered. Um, Dusty, the singer, was especially hammered. Um, we completely just like fucking played like shit through our set and Dusty was so drunk he didn't know what song he was singing whatever and he kept uh, like throwing the mic down. Um, so... Fucking Dusty, what's the matter, bro? Oh,
3: because
1: he was like 17, 18 years old. Who didn't do stupid shit back then, you know? <laughs> But, anyways, uh, so he damaged the house mic. Uh, oh. So, as soon as we finished our set, uh, we started, you know, we're like, fuck, let's just get out of here, right? So, we like, started, like, trying to, like, load our stuff out. And uh, I guess the sound man went to the head of security and was like, hey, they busted my mic. They owe, you know, $120 or whatever, something like that. So. That's how I first met Steve, by the
0: way. Adam breaking the fucking house mic here. Oh, yeah. On oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. $100 that's bill. Story
1: yeah <laughs> but um 58 then right so so uh, we were trying to load our stuff out and um the guy the the head of security um stopped whoever it was that was trying to move my amp out um, and was like and went and like grabbed my amp head and then went to take it in the office and i saw this happen and so i ran over and i like physically like stuck my arm out to block the guy and i said hey that's my fucking amp what are you doing you're not taking my amp like i didn't break nothing uh, as soon as the guy like made contact with my arm like he walked into my arm pretty much but as soon as there was contact he dropped my amp and he just fucking just started swinging at me Oh shit. um and he popped me right in the eye um and then i think the club owner like grabbed me from behind something like that somebody was pulling my hair and i don't know what the hell happened but i i later found out that as soon as he saw what was happening to me nate our bass player just immediately fucking like went into like beast mode and grab grabbed the ba- no, he grabbed the bar stool now you know there's a pool table right next to where the scuffle was happening, yeah, yeah. so you know those li- like those lights that hang over a pool yeah, table yeah. Um, you know glass and everything all that, so he picks up a fucking bar stool and immediately just sm- you know and there's like girls playing pool at the table or something like that this is what I heard later. he just fucking grabs it and smashes the light over the pool table with the bar stool and uh I, I don't. I mean, I was like, you know, getting like beat on by two people at the same time. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't see it. I had to have people piece it together even for attack, me later. the
0: dude's attacking, he just smashed No.
1: And I think yeah. Uh, and then I think yeah. Some more like club staff like like you know started grabbing him and trying to calm him down or whatever. And I from what I was told, one guy had him in a chokehold from behind. And uh, was like, I'll snap your neck, I'll snap your fucking neck. And Nate w- 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 goes, do
0: it, <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, <get> t- <laughs> yeah,
1: I love it, I love it, I love
0: it. Um, oh, I've seen Nate in years. <laughs>
1: yeah, and uh, uh, Boob, who was acting as our manager at the time, was there. And uh, he, um, he started screaming. Like, cause he worked at the Palladium at the time too. Yeah. So he like, you you know, had worked security before. He knew that you're not supposed to put your hands on people or whatever. So he starts screaming, and he's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "I work at a club. I know you're not supposed to do this shit." He's like, "Fuck you!" He's like, and he <laughs> I remember him,
2: him screaming, "This place is gonna
1: burn! <laughs> this place is gonna
2: burn!" Fucking lol man. Oh. And uh, you got half of your band threatening to burn the building down. The yeah. other half saying, "Break my neck, I dare yeah, you." do it. <laughs> do it.
1: Um, and by Good the way, Dick, Jim Ash uh, has got this on video.
0: Shut up, Jim! Oh, um, his fucking wife got rid of that stuff. I bet.
1: I have <laughs> a copy of it. Um, he didn't. He didn't get the the whole thing on video. He got like the aftermath. No oh He got shit. like some screaming and like s- just like a bunch of like blurry like you know, like stuff. You know, people standing around and like yelling and stuff. And then he got when what you're remembering about uh, the confrontation with Goratory was, Goratory was setting up while this was happening. And then, um. <laughs> Somebody was like, I'm, we're going to call the show, fuck this, or whatever. And then Nick, who was singing for Goratory at the time. Yeah. Um, also a fuck fest. Also a fuck fuckfest. Um, just fucking started laying into us like, you fucking assholes. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? You just completely fucked our set." You know, which, I mean, he had a right to yell at us. I mean, you know. I could never see Adam doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Not then, anyways. I mean, Adam was, what, 14? <laughs> But uh yeah so so that is what was Nick um, really yelling at when he was like what the fuck he you was screaming done? yeah now that's How that's done clearly done? on the on the recording that I have um, oh shit yeah he's like he's like what the fuck this isn't supporting the fucking scene this is it wasn't bullshit a whisper. you guys just fucked our set shame on you fuck you and you know and like <laughs> I felt bad yeah you know um I mean I didn't you know cause the damage to the you know the club's equipment which caused the the you know the whole incident that occurred but you know it's fucking
0: gore horror fest man yeah fuck you
1: know i did get drunk and you know put on a a shitty set and uh, you know i just felt (laughs) bad about the whole thing so
2: i mean i i was siding with the band but anybody yells, this is bad for the scene right when you said the scene i don't know so i just cringe when i hear that i don't
1: know well i mean it wasn't as played out uh, 15 years ago as it is now that that's to say something like anyone says yo you're you're fucking up the scene this was pre-social media i mean it was tough to get a show together Oh, no oh yeah, doubt. to get a, a club no to doubt. you know book metal in the first place. He's signing guest books, kid. Yeah, exactly. That's how you got you got
0: shows. Mm-hmm. Sign guest books. Yeah. Email lists. Yeah, that was fucking huge.
2: Yeah, it's gonna come back to that probably. It the whole has cycle, to, I think. Yeah. You know, because
0: mm-hmm. there's so many people avoiding social media as is these days. There's a handful of people I know that are like, dude, I have no idea. You know, like, I, you know, a lot of people don't use Facebook still. That's I, I think that's obvious, and it's trending down. Based off the data. Young kids aren't into it anymore.
2: Email lists, I think, are going to come back stronger.
0: Back in the day, you used to fucking... Nobody would blind-cob and copy the shit, so you just fucking yep. copy and paste Pick all it. those names. <laughs> you know, Thank you very yeah, much. Tack it on. It's, you know, spamming yeah. fucking shows and shit. But, that, yeah, that's that's the origin of that like mm-hmm. band
1: feud there. That was It was over that. It wasn't any... Like, yeah, there I don't was know no if I've
0: ever heard your story, but, like, your side, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably vast after, you know, at the end of the night with without bands playing, but I've never actually heard fucking like everything else went into that fucking yeah you know. no it was
1: just a super thing I mean, yeah, I mean it was the fault of people in our band that, yeah. that that whole thing happened and it was unfair to them that it happened right before their set they did end up getting to play but I, I don't know what happened we ended up uh, you know getting the hell out of there because I, I, th- I remember you know telling the, the club owner guy because he's like yelling at us about how we owe money and I'm like do you you know? Do you really want to wait for the cops to show up and find out that you've been uh, you know your mm-hmm. staff's been uh, serving minors at the bar all day and
0: right he didn't have a word to say after that <laughs> right. Oh, shit. Well, you mentioned Jim Ash though, because af- um, Jim Jim's been around for years J- and and Jim I got to know through Bane of Existence, uh, yeah. which is a band that you later joined. I mean after a cephalis, in two thousand five. yeah, you took like three or four years away when you were doing Zircon too, and you were busy with that. Um, Bane of Existence though ultimately was cool because Dusty was back in it with you. Yeah, we joined at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And fucking it, it totally revitalized that fucking band. I I, I always grew up in playing with the Ascendancy back then, we we played tons of shows of Bane of Existence. But uh you guys absolutely rev I mean it was like a fucking whole new you know, it was like turning the amp on to fucking switching off fifty watt going to a hundred watt, you know what I mean? Like fucking it was just a totally new fucking band. Two guitars well, you know. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, they
1: had two guitarists for a while before we joined. Uh, they had this guy Greg playing second guitar. I don't fucking remember and that. And then, um, and Doug. Obviously, we love Doug. I mean, Doug was Those a great vocalist, people. and I mean, yeah. you know, everybody always knew him as like, oh yeah, the guy who wears a uh, Hawaiian shirts. Yes. You know, when he sings for the Death Metal band, the <laughs> art of fisting. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I guess that uh, Greg, the second guitar player that they had for a little while, he had left, um, and then Doug had to leave for various reasons. And um, you know, Dusty and I, you know new and respected doug and uh you know so i i I can't remember exactly how it came came to be but i I, you know i talked to jim i think and i was like hey you know if you're if you're looking for a you know a new singer and uh, a second guitar player dusty and i are available because um dusty and i had been in Despoilment together for a couple of years uh after Acephalus broke up Mm -hmm. um then dusty took off um you know doing a job as a truck driver going across country for a couple of years but then we were both available again at the same time right timing was perfect we're right. like hey we know these guys we know we like their music mm-hmm. we got a lot to offer dusty was writing a lot more stuff on guitar those days so we're like yeah let's, let's see if it if it works out we went and we jammed once and it was like it was awesome you know? so
0: to me uh and i don't know how, where mikey's at with you but he's in the top echelon of drummers in the in the area oh yeah
1: absolutely i mean he's i mean one of the most solid drummers i've ever played with and um you know he's uh he's, he, a, you know on top of being a re- just a really great guy and a friend of mine you know i mean he's it's a pleasure to play in a band with him i mean he's he mm-hmm. dude hits harder than anybody <laughs> he's so smooth though
0: you know i was calling the cadillac drummer because he's he never breaking a sweat very elegant you know just a smooth drummer the smooth <laughs> operator back there mikey Woo who's <laughs> criminal smooth mikey b <laughs> 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 was joe not carmen going to fucking va i mean you guys the famous joe not common show i think because i mean i'm just this is all coming to me uh, you know popping in my head but uh mikey and them with tight i just remembered you guys were were you in um the fucking the fuck hurricane victim show was that you guys uh the the show that later became the fuck became hurricane
1: to be known as the, the yeah. fuck hurricane victim show yeah um yeah, w- that was probably like the third show I think that I I played with the band. Okay. Um and that, so that was with Jim though, obviously. That was with Jim. Yeah, that was la- I think that was the last show
0: that happened with Jim. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that don't uh it's kind of an obscure piece, but um I mean Hurricane Katrina and uh just occurred and uh Malamore or was it Malamar? I got it. <laughs> Malamar is the yeah. uh, is the cookie, I think. Um, right. Malamore is the band from upstate New York, and that well, they're the fucking great band. And they came out to play Quincy, and uh, you know they had a deal for their guarantee, and they got that. And uh, Jim's fiance or wife at the time uh, made some other arrangement that the show was going to become a fucking uh, Red Cross benefit for Katrina. And I don't know. Long story short, uh it just. Became a huge fucking shitstorm. Uh, the band, like the, <laughs> I don't know, like the band got their guarantee, but then like it was, uh, she later accused them of not getting Red Cross money, ripping off the Red Cross. Uh, there were also stickers at the show that said "fuck Hurricane Victims. No, they weren't
1: stickers. There was it was, stickers? One, it was one person w- who had uh, yeah. an iron-on on their shirt that said that. It was it Joe? It was meant to piss off, uh, Jim Yeah, that was a name. chickie It right? was meant to piss her off. It wasn't meant to be serious, but.
0: I thought it had a fucking sticker, dude. I could have swore I had. fucking... I don't know. Uh, All I saw stickers. was I
1: didn't even see the. Sh- I didn't even know that the shirt existed until we went to IHOP afterwards, <laughs> and Joe was wearing it. And people, he was sitting across the table from me, and people behind him were like fucking like shooting daggers
0: at us, looking at us. I'm <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? It had a bloated body on the shirt, and this family crying, and it had these pixelated tears. <laughs> Like these black tears, like oh, it was horrible. It w- and then
1: it was so it say, bad. It that said in
0: huge letters, "Fuck hurricane victims." That's why people
1: were getting <laughs> yeah. pissed off.
2: Well, it's throwing me off. You say there's stickers and there's a patch, and you say it was called "Fuck the Hurricane Fest." No, so like I was getting all thrown Yeah, it was the Red Cross benefit, no. it, and later, it later later
1: <laughs> became known well, well, as that. The fuck the hurricane victim show because of the shitstorm that followed. Fine
0: I return the pit, it's up there. I don't know if the image is gone, but uh... It was the
2: fuck the fire department fest? here, Right? Wasn't there uh, something that's, like that's that, that too? That's not. I
0: don't deal with some of the bullshit. Yeah, I don't no, deal with that.
2: That, that. that was uh, that. <laughs> it's in the same <laughs> realm. It's fuck the something fest.
0: Well, the thing is too, though, was uh, that uh, that ended up getting like a ton of heat. Oh fuck! Well, no yeah, pun intended. But the title.
2: Well, yeah, but no, so. like the I Herald wrote it.
0: about <laughs> it. Like Jerry, Jerry Callahan, like Denison Callahan were on there, and they were like. They couldn't pronounce "Lukoria." The they were like Korea like yeah. fucking, like trying to talk, like reading the article. I think pervading. the Patriot
1: Ledger had, had an I read, too. Yeah. A, a I read
2: the forum header. That's all I know about it. Actually, it's all. I all, right.
1: all it was, it was, it was. It was the idea of one band <laughs> member, not me, and uh, Joe was the one who wore the shirt. I had nothing to do with it. No knowledge of it until, like I said uh at IHOP after the show when I noticed what was going on with people like looking at us like they wanted to kill us. And then you turned around and I saw the shirt. Um and then yeah, that pretty much resulted in uh a lineup change of, for the band uh after that. And uh,
2: right, I think so goddamn. Yeah, yeah, I was fucked up. I wasn't happy about
1: <laughs> it, but uh I mean we we resolved things, and we made it, we made it through that. And we it just, just seemed
0: like the whole "fuck hurricane victim" thing was more against her than anything else. It w- you know, that like was honestly from what, I mean. No, it's I remember that. That was that. the intention. Like, I know, still wasn't to happy about The gym, and yeah. that, and that lady. But I remember the whole thing. She was kind of like a little bit of a Yoko coming in there. You know what I mean? Like uh, whatever. Listen yeah. i we got bands rolling in here. We have a job to do tonight, so we're going to just right, wrap yeah. this up shortly yeah we can but I m- w- wanted to move on from this topic <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's important part of history here Chris it part. happened you know documenting
1: you know, history
0: Fucking, you know these are the the hot button issues of the day that get revisited
1: hot button issues yeah. of fift- uh, ten years <laughs> yeah, ago right. ten ye- you know you <laughs> couldn't hit that refresh fast <laughs> enough to see
0: what happened next you know what <laughs> i mean <laughs> so fucking um you haven't played in a real, like, legit, original fucking band since, like... Fuck... F- uh, I'm sorry, band of existence since then. But you've been very active no, doing cover bands. No, you're
1: skipping over Despoilment. The Despoilment the oh, got back together Christ. in 2010. Jesus Christ. Uh, we had about a... Spoilment. how We had about a year run uh, when we got back together.
0: With uh, Alex on drums.
1: With, well, first it was just uh, Dusty and I got back together. We wrote three... were recorded three songs uh, right away. Yeah. And then uh, we recruited uh, Devin uh, from Burial... On, oh, yeah. on uh, live vocals, yeah, and then we did a reunion show uh, here at Metal Thursday. That's right, April of 2010. Um,
2: yeah, I was. Here for and that. we did
1: it with the, uh, you know, with backing tracks. Uh, you know, Good I memory, programmed the, the way. To so
2: the month and everything. So April guy. 2010. Good
0: memory. Yeah. <laughs> we put together. He knows what he's doing. Knows what he's talking about.
2: And um, enough about me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then after after doing that show, we decided to. Continue uh, and find a live drummer. So we yeah we got Alex to drum for us, uh, which was great. And um, we we continued to do live shows until February of 2011. Uh, we did oh. one last show at uh, the Midway Cafe in JP, and then. I oh, know shit.
0: Who was that, that with? Was, it? was that the Gorgon? That was one of the
1: no. it was one of the Bob Fests uh, that Ren Ren, books. Yeah. Uh, we we played right before Defeat Us.
0: Now, um, I first saw you guys, the Spoilman, actually in uh, Jersey meltdown there 2003 March
1: of t- 2000 yeah. yeah oh no yeah it no 2003 in that's right yeah, yeah um.
0: guys <laughs> were on first of the day Sunday in the yeah. fest. I remember that yeah
1: that was you want to talk about pay to play we, mm-hmm. we fucking Jack Kaushik baby yeah we wasted like $2,000 on that
0: did you ever see the uh, Sodom talk about Jack Kaushik no you got to check it out on part 2 of the documentary uh, dvd I, I
1: don't know oh, I, i'm not really that interested in jack hosher well they give 15
0: <laughs> minutes of hate towards that fucker uh, i could like give <laughs> i could <laughs> give t-
1: you know twice that <laughs> i mean first of all we were listed on the schedule as not despoilment uh, the spoilment two words t h e space spoilment
2: <laughs> and what year was this again 2003 God uh, damn. no excuse no <laughs> excuse <Yeah. laughs> It's not um, like you, you got a phone call from a band from the West Coast in the early 90s or something. No, no excuse. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn.
1: No, that was... I mean, looking back on it now, I guess it, it, it's, it was a fun experience. But, I mean, at the time, it was like, oh, what the fuck? This sucks.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, we might have played <laughs> to, like, 50, 60 people, like, at noon on a Sunday. Right, right. I um, builds a character, though,
2: you know? I hate to say it, but you, you laugh now. You yeah, look back, and, and, you're like...
1: And we didn't know any better then. I mean, you know, it yeah. was like... You know, it was like, we're wow. Playing all Asia. Fuck. Wow, this, this, you know, uh, you know long running Metal Fest is reaching out to us to play. Wow, holy shit. Like, not realizing that, you know, like they what need with us to front money <laughs> for tickets so they can pay, you know, DSI's guarantee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Part of DSI's guarantee. <laughs> <were> many DSI <laughs> side limos that yeah. night.
0: Yeah, I remember. So after Saturday. that, fuck. I mean, so, yeah, that was your last most active band. Yeah. But I was getting on point about how you've become so involved. I mean, basically, you did create Metal Thursday let's just be clear that's you you you've run yeah. it and fucking maintained it managed overseen whatever the fuck you want to call it nine years going on 10 this may yeah, may will be 10 yeah. the 300th show is coming up in february and uh i mean
2: headlined by man war right <laughs>
0: uh, you gotta get a generator for that one fucking <laughs> place down here i'll text them <laughs> but uh but you've been doing a lot of cover band. I, I mean, Frankly, I think one of the coolest things about MT Book and what you've done here is the cover show. Because for years, the Halloween, Halloween cover show, show was always, in Boston at least, a struggle to maintain. It, a, a handful of bands would sign up, and then more than half would drop on September, and then you got a <laughs> fucking rinky-dink fucking... You know, yeah. our set by fucking three different bands at the, you know, on Halloween night. Well, that's but here there's yeah. been a real pedigree of fucking talent. I mean, we're going on three nights in a row now.
1: That's the hardest thing about it is is, is organizing it because, I mean, and especially because we do a multi-day event. I mean, for the past three years, we've done three days, you know, 14, 15 groups. So you think about how many people that translates to, and it's not always established bands playing as, you know, whoever doing a cover mm-hmm. set. It's like every group is like, two people from one band, one person from another band, one person who isn't in any bands, right. you know, it, it's like a whole mix of people, so for all those people to get their shit together, decide on, you know, a set list, figure out how they're going to rehearse, you know, all that stuff, like, I mean, it's a huge thing, so I mean, it takes up, like, I mean, I start working on it, you know, six months in advance, and it's, it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but the payoff is, when it, when it happens, you know, it's, it's fucking amazing I mean it's the, the most fun you know time of the year I mean, everybody has such a good time, and you've seen like the past couple of years. I mean, all three oh, yeah. nights are, are you know
2: pretty much packed. You oh, say yeah. six months? I think you would book it a year in advance because the night of that weekend, you're already talking to other people who are interested to do next year because well, that's when it's I'm fresh. Well,
1: because I always play. I mean, the first year I played in one group, the second year I played in two, the next year I played in one. This year I played in three. Of what you
0: done? I, I that I, I played in? Yeah, I can't remember. The first year
1: I did vocals for the Six Feet Under Haunted set. Oh yeah, those good. Second year I played guitar and vocals for uh, Celtic Frost, right. and I did bass. And vocals for slayer
0: really celtic
1: celtic celtic whatever all
0: right sorry um slayer you said
1: slayer yeah i was uh i got to be tom tom g warrior one night and then tom Araya the next (laughs) night (laughs) (laughs) um and then last year i did uh guitar for napalm death and then this year i did (laughs) um bass for dio uh guitar for enslaved and guitar and vocals for autopsy
0: you will fucking full plate, man.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fucking work.
0: <laughs> I, they were all outstanding, though. I love the D.O. set. Oh, well, the autopsy
1: set wasn't outstanding, but that's because oh. we <laughs> we had a couple of weeks to put it together to fill somebody else's slot. So.
0: Yeah, it's all right. I'm not that upset about it. We had the, one practice. The D.O. set was personally one of my favorites. I love seeing Hillary get at it like that. That was
1: amazing. Yeah, that was all about her. Fucking like, I speed yeah.
0: at night, kid. Holy shit. Yeah,
1: I mean, I I was. Extremely pleased to be able to be a part of that because uh, she's ex- very talented musically and not a lot of you know n- pretty much nobody knew that because mm. she hadn't performed live in almost twenty
2: five years. You know? Not to take it away from the Dio set, with the Priest set too. That same night, right? Was it priest, yeah. uh, Dio yeah. Aussie than Priest? Yep. I yep. thought Priest killed it too. Real All good job. All the bands kill it. Yeah, I and mean it's
0: you know honestly that's the thing. It's there's nothing. I've I've seen the cover shows where fucking bands suck and somebody's off and not really into it everybody's on their A game for the fucking thing. And that's the thing. You're booking it six month in, months in yeah, advance. Well, you have to
1: because, I mean, I get cancellations every year, too. I mean, people, right. like, you know, say, like, oh, yeah, I, you know, we're going to do this. And they commit. And then probably once they realize how much work it is, mm-hmm. they, you know, they end up backing out. Or, I mean, I've even had one band say, like, you know, months after confirming when they finally, like, went to go start rehearsing. Like, one guy was like, oh, no, I thought when you suggested that, it was, I thought it was an April Fool's joke. No, I'm not, no I can't do that. Really? Yeah. Who was that? I'm not going to say. Come on. <laughs> was it
2: not Shaver? No. <sighs> no. His, his group just didn't fucking show up. I know. <laughs> I'd rather have noticed than that. God damn. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, talk about the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah, just don't show up. <laughs> no show, no call, nothing. Yeah. Uh, last year was a big year, though. Cryptopsy was here. Uh, Gospel of the Witches was a big show. Horrendous was big. High Spirits was big. Pseudogard was killer. We had a lot of good shows this year, yeah. Tons of good shows. Tons of good shows. What, uh, any idea what we can expect to see in here, in the coming year, future? Um, I think, yeah, next year we'll probably
1: look a lot like 2015 did i mean because as you know obviously i mean full disclosure you you know josh you're part of the the MT booking team now and you have been for several months Mm. and uh you know we've expanded and you know the addition of, of of you and kev and uh on top of what sam and i have been doing for you know a long time uh we've just you know exponentially increased the amount of uh you know reach that we have as far as contacts and uh you know people who reach out to us looking for gigs and mm-hmm. it's really worked out amazingly like i mean 2015 we had so many good shows here um we had you know some bands play here that i would never have believed you know a couple of years ago that would play a place like this right you know? right um and you know and specifically on metal thursday i mean even you know i mean sometimes we've had to you know m- you know ma- make a arrangements for you know bigger bands to play on a weekend or something right. like that. we actually i mean we had fucking cryptopsy play Metal Thursday at Ralph's. Fucking. Sick. I mean, if you told me, you know, when we started, you know, we started this not, you know, not almost ten years ago that that was gonna happen, I would have, la- I would have laughed. I would have been like, yeah, fucking, <laughs> yeah, right. sure.
0: <laughs> you know? No, that was a killer nightmare. man. Yeah,
1: sold out show. I mean, it was that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, 2016 is probably gonna look a lot like this year, did. And uh, hopefully, just you know, keep going in that direction. We'll do. I mean. Do whatever we can within the constraints of uh, you know a, a smaller venue, you know,
0: mm-hmm. independently owned and operated. No clear channel bullshit, straight to the fucking owner. Ain't no thing, you know. I mean, yeah. we all know the sound guy. Nothing's really changed here. There's really, no better place to be, in my yeah. opinion. I
1: mean, there's always going to be some shows that we you know are going to be impossible for us to to make happen at Rouse, but you know I I want to keep pushing the limits of of what that means, you know? I hear you. Like, I mean, we're always going to, you know, hit a ceiling where it's going to be impossible to, you know, get a certain band, you know, that we'd have to charge, you know, $50 admission, you know, just to meet the guarantee because it's already (laughs) looked into it, by the way.
2: (laughs) Well, like, Megadeth. They they did, like, a fan club show in the UK at a venue, like, this size, just for the fan club. So, like, you can say, like, there's a bar, but I don't think there's a bar. You never know. Well,
1: yeah, I mean... The, the good thing is about doing this for so long is that it's the word's gotten out there that this place exists and that it's really
0: metal friendly and it's just it's just an awesome place all around, you know? Oh yeah, no doubt. So, um... It was cool this year with Immolation guys and Gospel the Witches who played Palladium for fucking 20 years yeah. and after coming here they said, holy shit, we didn't know this was fucking a half mile away. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's got a charm to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's not like just this fucking, like, you know, sterile, like, you know place where you just you know you're you're treated like you know just like all business you know like I mean it's what we do here is you know it's run by all people who are like like lifelong metalheads you know (laughs) I know I know let's keep it that way so yeah I think bands are really like uh, pleased to find that out when they when they get here.
2: You know? I don't know. The place is getting pretty commercial now. You're doing a podcast and everything? Uh, <laughs> no, geez. seriously, dude. I don't know,
0: man. There's a threat of a new metal night I heard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, wow. Jesus Christ. Everybody, hold on to your socks. You Fucking could get spine
2: shank hair, probably.
0: <laughs> this is my safe space.
2: Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thanks for being here.
0: For always being here and everything you've done. For uh, promoting and developing a scene around here. Worcester wouldn't be Worcester without you. And I really do mean that. I hope you understand that, dude. Whenever you're down and out some nights or days, (laughs) remember that. You've, You've touched a lot of people's lives for all the better. Thank you for that. Cheers, buddy.